guys, welcome to another edition of Naked It Inside Out. It's Sin and Janine here with Francisco Hernandez. <laughs> so I just, a little background, we've got three Geminis here on the mic today. That means six people. <laughs> um, so keep up uh, as best as you can. And we're going to have Janine take it away and introduce Francisco. Yeah, so um, me and Francisco met during grad school at School of Visual Arts. I was already in the program for about a year, and uh, a bunch of his classmates, known as first years, came in, and I uh, organized an event to hang out with all them and introduce them to the ropes of the program. When me and uh, Francisco met, there was just like this instant chemistry, so much excitement, <laughs> um, and I knew we'd get along. And what's interesting about Francisco is he was the first person that I came out to while I was at school there, so he got to hear me and all my sort of struggles and I don't know how you actually dealt with me during half of that <laughs> but it was great to sort of meet someone and have like a common interest in someone that like motivated you and kept you positive even when you felt sort of down about yourself but yeah um he worked on a really exciting project um while we were there which ended up turning into his thesis that was first called Lei Lehi and now is called Javi and I would love to sort of see where you're at with that. Just maybe even talk about, you know, where you're from, how you got to where you are now. Sort of what's going on. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to tell you everything there is to know about Javi. Tell me everything. <laughs> I mean, where should I start? Just like... Even just like your initial inspiration and kind of like... Yeah, well, I think getting into the program and being in, in like you're the top of the top of like designers and creatives and I always felt like there was something missing like educationally with me. Like I always felt behind, I always felt like trying to catch up with them even when I was getting like A's and like I was like getting picked like for all the magazines on Milton's class. Like it was never enough. Like I was like, what is there missing I'm, like, doing great, and I still feel something. And then there were other um, Spanish-speaking students in the class, and I was embarrassed to talk to them in Spanish, which is my first language. So these things sort of, like, came together in a couple of projects. I mean, I've always been interested in doing something that was for social good. Um, I didn't know what it was, and through this experience of being, like, thrown into this like little boot camp of design <laughs> like it really just like developed and exploded and it was just like in my face and it was really interesting because a lot of people were like how did you figure out your thesis so fast and it was like I didn't it just kind of like developed on its own through these projects that yeah. just really pulled at what you're interested in and I was just really connected to what it was that I was interested in I didn't come in with an idea I just came in with a passion for helping people through design that really was the birth of the project but not necessarily like what it was mm -hmm. so as far as where i'm at now it's been a year and a month or so or months three months since we've graduated and it's been a really crazy intense journey lots of great experiences lots of like really hard on the floor crying situations <laughs> um but overall, like, I've learned so much from it. I've gained so much from it. And I've been connected to a, to a whole network of people that are equally motivated to help the same community that I want to help. And I'm just ready to take on the project in a more, like, full-time level, hopefully soon. So, 
Yeah. I remember sort of how this all began, too. Like, you had a little doll. <laughs> he basically had, like, these felt sort of dolls that he sewed or however he made them together. Um, and he's like, what do you think of this? Like, what, I'm like, what is this? This is awesome. Um, and I guess, like, when did the initial... Like, when did it all come together, right? Like, or at least give some background to us as, like, what Javi is and right. like, what demographic it is facing. And- so Javi is, an, um, is a bilingual literacy... I'll call it an educational system because right now um, it's an app, but it could eventually transform into an actual um, physical or even um, service. So at the moment, it is an app or a series of apps, and they're mainly focused on Spanish-speaking parents to help their now English-Spanish-speaking children through an educational system that is really not geared towards them. Um, So what the app really does is not only educate the parent on the educational system and guide them through really taking on the role of being their child's first teacher, but it also gives them the tool to use to teach their children. So that's where, like, the, I guess, all the excitement comes from the app and why people are really interested in it because there aren't a lot of products that do that. They're either a tool specifically geared towards, you know, teaching children literacy or they're, like... Really, there aren't really a lot of educational tools for parents on how to teach mm-hmm. a child literacy. And most parents of, like, preschoolers don't even know that their children should be knowing literacy skills at this age. Like, they're completely oblivious. They are just yeah. happy if the child can say A. Um, but really, they should be learning their literacy skills at two or three years old, whether it be repeating words or, like, being able to point to a letter. Or th- These are skills that an educational tool for the parent that they really do need, whether it's a Spanish-speaking parent or an English-speaking parent or whatever. I mean, that's the basis of the product. But really, it is almost like social-political statements, um, mm-hmm. really not just on the educational system, but sort of a lot of the Latinos are facing, um, especially Spanish-speaking Latinos who aren't natives and all these laws and, I mean, immigration and things like that. So... It's really about empowering those parents who right now feel like victims in the system. They're not really like being empowered in that way. So there are. it's not just about literacy, but it's also about empowering a community. I personally love it. I think it makes me really happy. Like from the beginning, like even doing the dolls and stuff. Like, I mean, you remember, I was like laughing the entire time. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe that this is my thesis. Like part of me was like, I can't believe that I'm getting away with like <laughs> doing a, a cartoon uh which was the original idea, was to make it a cartoon, and then it turned into that. But yeah, it was, I don't know, it's been a great sort of experience, and the transformation of it from this little um, cartoon to like a full educational uh, system. What uh, what types of feedback have you received from either, you know, like other business people you've worked with, or like the parents, or even like the students... Um, like, what what kind of feedback have they given you? Well, I think it, I mean, I, <clears throat> the feedback from the parents is always, like, they're thankful that anybody is giving them anything. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, if you guys check out the website or any of the links for the Kickstarter, things like that, you'll see, like, interviews with the parents and sort of, like, oh, my God, like, I'm a fully educated Mexican person. Like, I have college. I came to the United States for a better life for my child. Um, I'm an uh, immigrant here, but I have no clue on how to even begin to teach my child English, a language that I don't know myself. 
So when I give them this, they're just like, oh my God, like, yes, like, I'm going to use it. Like, I don't ask them, like, do you want it? Like, they immediately, like, gravitate towards it. The children, obviously, like, not that they're easy to please, but once they start hearing sounds and images and, you know, that's where the design part comes in of, Mm -hmm. like, knowing your audience and designing for them. Um, Because I could have designed something that was, like, literally letter A and blah, 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 which... You'll see in a second that I did. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a different story. You know, it's... Um, yeah. So it, it's different audiences, but for the same product. So it, it's been interesting in that kind of feedback. So the parents like it, the children like it. But when it comes to the business part, that's where it gets very complicated, uh, especially because um, apps for children right now are in this weird space where, like, especially in, um, in ed tech, it's like, how soon is it to, like... How soon can you introduce uh, technology to children? So that's an actual like controversy right now. So I it's mean, like my having like my nephew at I don't know even a few months like they're grabbing the f- that's all he wants. Exactly. He wants the phone. He exactly. Wants the but tablet. you're living the experience of yeah. what we know. Like you're on the train and you see these kids on the phones and they it's are like it's, these games. one of the things that I sort of like try to tell these business people or whoever it is that that comes up with this sort of like uh, roadblock for me, I will call. Yeah. Um, they're already doing it. So why don't we give them something that's actually educational for yeah, them exactly. instead Absolutely. of candy rocks or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> <Good>. um, <laughs> uh, instead of that, like actually something that they're going to learn from. Like, yeah. and that, yeah. you know, maybe at the, the at one point it's like for the parents and another point it's for the children, but like the children can work independently from the, the parent to be able to learn still. So, those are some of the questions that do come up because I've been doing a lot of grants, um, ap- grant applications, and um, obviously they're concerned because for any social good product, like you have to know that you're not harming your audience in any way. Yeah. So that's definitely one of those like big questions that comes up a lot. I think I've been able to like like I said right now, you know, like we're giving them something instead of like something educational instead of what they typically would use. Um, we can't stop that. We can't stop that behavior. That's already yeah. happening. Yeah. That's how I've been able to overcome those things. But in terms of like the real business model, there isn't a business model. And I don't care who listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, I bullshitted my business model from the beginning. I was like very convinced that I could give this product out for free, which is still what I believe. I don't like even the people that I'm working with have all donated their time and their efforts and I'm completely grateful for that because like this is my passion project and even if they are getting a portfolio piece out of it like it shows me that they're they believe in it in some level they believe in it because they've been dedicating time to this like whatever amount of time they have dedicated to it they have done it so it definitely has inspired me to keep going because there have been those times when I do get those sort of like this isn't a real business you can't sell your app for 99 cents and think that you're gonna get the money back for it i'm like who's making money like yeah, who's really yeah. making money selling these apps out there like unless you're doing ads or like i don't know selling space on your magazine or whatever it is like you're not really making money like you're just like taking more vc funding or whatever and what is a non-for-profit a non-for-profit takes grants takes money like all i'm saying is like selling this app would help keep us in those moments at least stable till we get another grant or something like that yeah it's a very complicated sort of discussion that i've had because 
it is a sort of like a not-for-profit hybrid model. So there is a business aspect to it, but the business aspect doesn't come to like very further down the line when we can actually have people downloading and knowing what Javi is, then we can start selling real products. So think about it like Sesame Street, but for today. Like what Sesame Street was in the 70s. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to create here, but for a specific audience, which back then was like people in poverty. Now I'm doing it for Latinos who are Spanish speaking and have children that are two to four years old. Yeah, I think it's a fabulous idea. And I mean, gosh, like that is your business model. I mean, I know you said you don't have it, but I'm like, that is your business model. Walk us through. I'm just curious because I've. I, I've had my own business right, before, right. but I've never actually like applied for a grant. So can you walk us through kind of like what do they ask of you? Like uh, what do you need to bring yeah. to the table? It sounds honestly, it sounds like asking for a loan to buy it's, a house or it's, something. It's even more personal than yeah. asking for. I mean, I've never had to do that, but um, <laughs> they really ask um, like these very detailed questions about your personally. Like they want to know really? like that they believe that you are the person to do this that you personally believe that you're the person to do this like a lot of the questions are like what drives you where did you come up with this idea why do you think that people are going to believe in it like very much like our thesis and those kind of questions but they go more in depth into like what kind of impact is this product going to make how many people is it going to affect when are we going to see the results like these questions are a little bit more like they're a little bit too high level for me um i try to answer them like as best as I can because my the help that I get is very limited. Like, I can't really have a grant writer on board right now. Yeah. Like, it's just not possible. Like, just, I have to write these grants. So, some of those questions can be very hard. Trying to figure out what is the demographic in New York City and Texas and California and how many of those parents have cell phones and how many of those parents have children that are two to four years old and that have access to it on a regular basis that have android phones versus iphones and like the educational aspect of it it's it's very complicated so where do you even where do you begin to even look well, for this like online i mean i definitely reach out to people i do my surface level research online just so i know what questions to ask yeah people i do have thanks to the help to deutsche bank who has a a program called Anchoring Achievement in the Mexican Communities, I've been able to access information through them. Or if I can't get it from them, they guide me to a person who can help me with it. The other thing that Deutsche Bank has helped me with is that they've connected me to their all their community centers that they help. So I have access to all of them. I have like the people running the business. I'm connected to them. So I can access them immediately. Like I'm right now, one of the projects that I'm working on is for... Cooney's Mexican Studies, and it's actually a parent's portal. So it's an educational website to help parents know about the entire educational system from zero to three to adult learning. So that's been a great, helpful experience because I'm getting so much information and I'm building connections to the people that eventually will probably provide content for what I'm creating. I mean, I just have to like, I really believe in the power of like people and just getting information directly from the source rather than like trying to find something when I don't even know what I'm looking for. Yeah, or like studies exactly. or like, you know, data that may not be 100% yeah. accurate. And a lot of the grants that I do apply for are grants that I am suggested by other people to apply. So I don't necessarily just like try to apply to random grants. The reason being is because it's very time consuming. 
it's very time consuming. So it has to be like something that somebody already told me to apply to and that they extremely suggest that like I need to apply for it. And every single one that I applied for, I've either gotten semi-finalist or finalist. Wow. So I've always been in that. But that's where it becomes frustrating because I'm always like at the top. Like I've made, I've had interviews. I've gone to the workshops. I'm at the top of the top and I don't get it. And it's like, it's been this sort of like same process for the past year. And then I talk to real entrepreneurs because one thing I don't consider myself as an entrepreneur. I consider myself like a creator or an innovator, but not an entrepreneur. I think that if this does become a business, that eventually somebody else will have to run it. Even the educational part and things like that. Like I'm work I'm working at a surface level just to get this out. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't think that I am an entrepreneur and I mean maybe really? I have this I disagree. <laughs> That's a, I'm a little I'm a little I think I mean I think I have the skills of an entrepreneur, but I don't think I have the skills yet to run a business. Like and this is not self doubt, it's all actual feedback that I've received from filling out grants. I mean, the grants have been great in giving me feedback. But I also think grants are very specific. They are very specific, but um, at the same time, like, everything that they say, or I have to, like, if I'm already thinking it, and they said it, then there must be truth to it. So that's where these sort of, like, more assertive statements are coming from it's not just like me saying i'm not an entrepreneur it's like yeah no you know like i've been like i remember being at a we were celebrating tigley that educational it's like a product for children uh, for the tablet it's like zero to two years old um it's shapes and on the app or whatever and they were just celebrating getting like a three million dollar what is it grant grant or whatever and so we were there and there was a lady from Verizon from the Verizon fellowship or something or whether they like grant do grants for literacy for third graders so anybody doing anything for third grade because that's the like the pivotal point in literacy or reading and writing for kids and I was talking to her and about the product and she was just like you're not an entrepreneur to me because the way that you talk you're not ruthless at all in the way that you're approaching this and I was very hurt I was extremely upset i was like why did i even come to this party who is this woman blah blah blah. yeah who was she i mean i <laughs> well, it's she seems a little intense i mean she talks to i mean she talks to these people that are applying for these grants she's the person who chooses who gets the grant like yeah. it's not somebody who like she's seen this this person that doesn't mean that i couldn't do it it just means that there's a particular mold of a person that does go for these things and yeah, i don't i don't know fit that mold. I'm going to disagree, and I feel like with how business in the world is shifting these days and everyone's, I feel like a lot of businesses are moving back to very trade-like and everyone specifies in kind of like an old-school way of like, I'm going to get my shoes done at the shoe guy or, you know, Mm -hmm. like different ways that the shift to this entrepreneur way that it is not your typical whatever this lady has envisioned yeah. is the entrepreneur. Like it's not like that because more and more people are doing it and the people that don't want to work that nine to five corporate BS that want to start their own thing that have these great attitudes and love what they do. 
Those are today and tomorrow's entrepreneurs. Yeah. So yeah, I and you clearly have. I disagree. Well, I definitely. Well, I definitely agree. I would have. I would have a sit down with. I will definitely. <laughs> I will definitely agree with what you're saying. Yes, I will agree with what you're saying. And maybe maybe the words are wrong. That no, I know. That I'm I know. not an entrepreneur, I'm but I'm not the typical entrepreneur. Yes. It, I'm not this person who's like looking to make money i'm look like my first priority is to help help people, people. other people exactly. like that's yeah. my first and that's why i always say like when people ask me well you're gonna sell it for 99 cents i'm like i would give it out for free if yeah. i was putting my own money to build this and which i kind of am to some degree i mean it's my yeah. time it's my time then yes i'm i would if it helps somebody yes and if it becomes a business then awesome but that's not the end goal yeah so you had said that you <laughs> Started a Kickstarter for this project. Yes. That was definitely one of those big lessons. Like, yeah, I mean, a I think good we, lesson or a bad lesson? It's a good lesson, a great lesson. I think it was an awesome experience. Like, I was proud of myself because I targeted $5,000. Because of a team discussion, we upped it to $15,000. What was the end goal that, or the end money that we actually received was six thousand dollars? Oh, wow. So, so would have funded. Yeah. So, one of my things that I learned from that is like, trust my fucking instinct like yeah <laughs> i know that the team has a say so but at the end of the day like i'm the leader and it's my choice yeah um that's another lesson that i re- learned recently but we're not going to go into that discussion um <laughs> but um but um yeah like I, I learned to trust my instinct and not be sort of like oh everybody has a voice in this like no we have a mission and i have the responsibility to make sure that we reach that mission whatever that may be obviously doing good things not anything bad um but i saw immediately like um it definitely brought out personality traits and people who were part of the team that i did not agree with and immediately made me to take caused me to take action immediately like removing people from the team and being like we're obviously not on the same boat your mission is very different from what and it's good that it happened at that point so some of those things came very early which was a good thing some people don't get these kind of things till like they're already signing contracts and then they're like well actually i'm gonna get 50 percent and it's like "Mm." i mean did you (laughs) did you always feel that you had this voice or was it kind of just with like circumstances that you had a be like okay well at the end of the day this is my product and my vision and i'm gonna have to like put my foot down or is that kind of like going into it did you always kind of i think it's circumstance but i think in my personal life like in my professional life i'm not like that i'm very like okay this needs to be done let's get it done like what do you need me to do I've never been... I've been in the leader position, but it's always been in a nice leader position. It's always yeah. been like, oh, can you get this done for me? Like, we, like I've always been, like, kindness. Like, even though in my personal life, I'm a little bit more aggressive. Like, I'm definitely a, a lot more like, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, like, got it done. I'm very easygoing, but at the same time, I'm kind of very, like, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. Just... Clear vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with this product... Because I thought, you know, these people are giving their time, they're doing it for free, let's give them a voice, let's have them participate. Um, it was too early in the in the game to be doing that. And it definitely made the product, not just the team, but also the product, sort of like, feel like it was in this like, very undefined state. Like, it was just kind of like, what is it? Like, where is it going? It was clearly defined when I finished school. 
now I'm at this Kickstarter and it's like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what this team is trying to make it. So I had to put my foot down. Yeah. I was like, I literally had conversations with my mom, with my brother, crying as always. When it gets to that point, I'm like crying and like, and basically like, like everybody tells you when you're in school, it's like, this is your baby. Like, yeah. what would you do to protect your baby? Yeah. Absolutely. It's like if you see a freaking what is it like a I don't know a weasel coming into your. <laughs> I was gonna say vulture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like go into your nest. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're gonna freaking like fight. Even yeah. yeah, and so that's what I did. I like put my foot down. Not only that, the the particular person that we're, that I'm talking about, like he was hoping to get like a fifty percent cut of the business when I had been working on this for a year oh, wow. plus. A wow. year plus, and he had come in only like two months or three months before. Wow. Not that his work wasn't great, but it wasn't at that point for him to say that. Yeah. Or to be asking for something when it wasn't defined whether it was a real business or, excuse me, a non-for-profit. If it's a non-for-profit, you don't get it. Yeah, you yeah. Don't get it. yeah. You're not doing it for the money. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I'm like, you are on a different planet. Like, this is not what this is. Um, we definitely, I mean, that was the first time that I've had to have like a real, well, he spoke mostly English, little Spanish, but his, he was trying to teach, teach his child Spanish. Got um, it. So that proved that the app can work in both ways. Yeah. So that great. was a good, a really great testing ground. And this was actually the real purpose for the, for this was to get video footage for the Kickstarter, not to test. Oh. It wasn't to test. It was to get footage, but ultimately i mean we literally did user testing because like the parents we the parents answered survey questions the kids played with it um yeah but one of the kids we were like one more letter and then you have to go (laughs) and then he sits in front of the screen and he's just like looking at the screen and we're like what is he doing he's waiting to see the character so he's like so they go up to him and they're like what are you what are you doing we have to go he's like I want to wait because I want to keep playing with Javi so I'm going to wait until I'm ready to go so that's so cute so how does that feel like especially like that's your target audience, right? And it's like you're affecting a child. I mean, can I say it again? I cried. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like leaving. I'm leaving the freaking... Because it's at this big old church in Washington Heights. It's like 131st Street. So yeah. we're leaving. It's like this big old cathedral that they have these uh, meetings or whatever at. And I'm leaving and we're like heading to the train. And I feel like the tears coming out of my eyes just thinking oh. about like... The experience. I mean, it's a crazy feeling to see somebody actually play with something that you've created and receive it in a very positive way. So, I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I, I, I mean, at this point, like, this will be a little bit different. Um, what we're building right now will be a little bit different because there's, um, we've shed a lot of layers from it. So this will be definitely, there's a more targeted reason why we're, building these pieces and testing them out and things like that. So we definitely not, not, we're not expecting to receive as much positive feedback. We're expecting to get good criticism or criticism that will help us make it better Yeah. for when we actually build the real thing. So what is different exactly? So what's different? We removed the characters. Yeah. 
each app is for a different literacy skill. Yeah. So, um, so what is it essentially like? What does it look like? Like if I was going to log into the app, I mean, do you want me to show it to you? Yes, I do. <laughs> if you have it on <laughs> you, like... this is sort of like um, we're actually going to probably launch this pretty soon. And now this is only for Android, correct? Uh, for right now, it is only for Android, but we built it so that it is possible to move it to iTunes um, as soon as possible. The only thing is that I've been having a hard time with the iTunes store and how it works. And there's a, a big old process. Android, not so much. $25 yeah. and you're in. <laughs> I heard huh. that. Yeah. So. See. We're seeing it all for the first time. So this one's called Trazar, which in Spanish means uh, to trace. So oh, cool. what it means is that you're going to be able to trace the letter. Oh, so they're almost like little activities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So this one is just specifically for tracing. Ah. And then you'll be able to switch it from Spanish to English. Okay. He's tracing the A. There he is. There's Javi. Good job. Oh, that's cool. And then like the reinforcement is in English or Spanish, depending, yeah, depending on, on where which it's mode at. You're in. And then we plan on adding a layer of um, instruction in uh, voiceover. So we hired a voice actress that will basically tell the parent, take your child's hand and guide their finger um, while they're tracing. Because these are children two to four years old. So you have to understand that they're not going to be able to do this. Like, this is sort of a testing ground for seeing will the parents use the instruction? Uh, maybe is it a visual thing or is it an audio thing? Like, which one's going to work better? Um, but even building this part has been a, like it seems so simple, oh, um, but it's I'm been sure a it's complicated yeah. to develop. Oh yeah, it's very like even that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's a very simple app, and there's going to be so this one they're all built similarly. So it's like the selection screen is all the letters. the The one that I don't have here right now is called the soundboard, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a just a grid of letters, and they just tap. They just tap the letters, and it repeats the sound, and then it switches to Spanish and English. This one's the one that's a little bit more complicated. So the other one's going to have all the letters. This one, we're going to start with just the vowels, and then we're going to release newer ve versions as we finish uh, each uh, set of letters. So, yeah. Have you ever it's thought really cool. about bringing this... Uh, maybe you've already done this too, mm -hmm. like bringing it to actual preschools or... Oh yeah, the, we're yeah. definitely doing that. That's exactly what we're doing. So what we're going to do is, I, like I told you before, we're connected to the community centers of all of Deutsche Bank's community centers. So what we're going to do is, since I'm connected to them, is literally go there and teach them how to download the app oh, and awesome. see them work with... Like that's where my time is going to be spent. Yeah, because I can see this, this easily in the classroom. Like or like like a daycare, like yeah, you yeah, drop yeah. off your kids, and this is, and this the is an activity that, that they can be doing instead of I don't yeah. know whatever building with blocks. Like you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah. Like they could actually be learning something, yeah. re reinforcing what they learn throughout the day. I think this these things are already happening. It's just that I'm giving a layer of accessibility that doesn't really exist. Like the parents don't have to take the child to that daycare center because they have it on their phone. Exactly. They have it on their phone. They can access it Anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. And yeah. we're building them very, very light and simple so that when they download them, it's not like this like 200 megabyte file that will give cost them data, whatever. Like it's just a very simple, small, bite-sized thing that they can 
put on their phone and just cancel their child if they're on the train, whatever, like wherever they are. So, I mean, there's a strategy to what we're doing. And yes, we will do that and we will record that and uh, <laughs> we will have more footage of these kids actually playing with it. So so how has it been working with developers to sort of make the idea come to life? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I was talking to your friend, remember? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, I t- yes. actually, I might contact him again. Yeah. Um, so we have two different types of developers. One is an HTML5 JavaScript regular developer. Her name is Cassie. And then the other developer, his name is Jeff, and he is more of a game developer. So the, this app is actually built on Unity because it would that's a gaming app, a gaming software. Because what we're trying to do here is a little bit too complicated to be rendered in HTML5 and JavaScript. This is a lot faster. The bad thing about this is that it can only live on... It not only can. It's easier to access through a phone or a device, a tablet than on a desktop so as i mentioned before i'm calling it an app right now but that is not the end goal like this is a multimedia whatever you want to call it venture no i don't know yeah yeah multimedia like desktop like you know in the classroom software cartoon one day uh toys like I mean, we have that little unicorn. It's multifaceted. Yeah. And I think for me, that's like the the cool part about it. I've always been, a, in my design, I've always been a general designer. Like, I've never called myself, oh, I'm a print designer. Oh, I'm a brand designer. Oh, I'm an interactive designer. I'm like, I'm a designer. Or, right, well, right now I'm changing it to I'm a creator. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't no longer just feel like a designer anymore. And I don't feel like a product designer either. I'm learning these skills as I go through this process, I don't know what I might be tomorrow. So, well, that's just exciting, right? <laughs> and I'm sure through this process, you're always learning something new. And I guess a lot of these people that you've had the ability to meet and mm-hmm. help you through this, how did you meet them? Like, did you kind of like cold call, email them, um, or just like friends of friends? Like, how did you get? I feel like so much progress has happened. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure I don't know if you feel that way, but for me to see, you know, this idea that you kind of had one day and where you are now is a huge amount of progress in the amount of time, right? And especially yeah. for someone that's working, this is sort of something that you're doing on the side. It's not yeah. something that you're. I mean, you, I'm sure you devote a lot of your time yeah. to it, but yeah, like how did you sort of get those connections? And I have to just say that I'm grateful. I am grateful for all the people that I talk to, all the people that have helped me. Because really, like, when I look at this project, I don't just see it as my project. Like, every single person that has stepped up in whatever fashion they have, um, even if they're no longer part of it, or if they were just passerby that just gave my name to somebody, I'm grateful. Because there's a little bit of luck to this. It's not just me. Like... Sometimes I feel like a lot of people within our class might think that I am doing those cold calls and just picking up the phone and being like, like, no, that's not even the case. Like, yes, for some things, like, I'm like, but I've already built that connection and now I can call you. But most of it has been like just me talking about the project and people being like, oh my God, like, oh, I know somebody. Like, yeah, like, let's, let me connect you to them. But the, the part where the work comes in is me following up. Because, yes, people can be like, oh, hey, I think I have a job for you. Like, you totally will. Yeah. And it's like, 
why hasn't that person called? It's like, uh, you need to follow up. Like, yeah, because yeah, they're busy doing yeah, other things. Exactly. Like, hey, remember me? Like, yeah. yeah. You have to follow up. I think one of the things that I've learned is that you have to like, the people that have helped you, you have to give them updates. You have to be like, hey, this is what's happening. Like, let me show you what's up. Like, uh, with this, like, uh, before we release it, we we're hoping to have like a little bit like a, like a, Launch party? Yeah, like a little launch party, but like more of like just getting people to like see it and just be like, hey, like, um, you've been a part of it and come and see it. And I'm sure Andy and Justin, uh, Justin Justin will be there. So so many people I can't keep up for. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Andy has been one of those people that I've just been like, his, he was, my name was given to him by Prithi, who works for the NYU Innovate school so she basically works with like elementary and middle school helping them develop like stem products so she gave my name to him and she wanted me to present at new york tech meetup which i told you and i was like this is insane. I'm like, that is amazing i'm you like have this, to is, do it. this is insane there's i was like there's no way but you know what i'm never gonna say no i'm never gonna say no yeah so i went to the meeting and he was like, I love this. Because he's also, um, I think he might be like second or third generation Mexican. So he like loved it. Because at that point it was still just geared towards Mexican-American children. He's like, I love it. Like, I don't know what we can do with this. But like, I know that we're going to find a place for you. And he has been one of those people that has been an avid supporter of what I'm building. And has connected me to people. And just is like, always checking in. Um, it's part of the gay tech meetup. Which um, yeah, he, I saw it. It's on his website. Yeah, he yeah. asked me to present yeah. uh, for their fundraise, whatever. Which I wasn't able to because I was traveling at the moment. But he's been very like supportive of the mission, but also is helping me be part of the community as well. So I definitely like try to keep these people in the loop. As far as Deutsche Bank, which has been sort of like the biggest help that I've ever received, that was that connection was made circumstance which was that we had Deborah Buck as a teacher who was working with or had had dinner with the president of the America's Foundation oh wow that's amazing so she immediately when we presented my project in the class the first class she's like you have to talk to Gary and I'm like who's Gary Gary?" (laughs) (laughs) and she's like don't worry about it I'm gonna connect you like are you can you do it I'm like yes I can do it like yeah let's do it so that's how I got connected through them and uh, Nicole Leach who is the vice president of um, the America's Foundation she has been like amazing to me like I can't even say like I owe her even the support of keeping on the track and building this has been due to people like her that believe in it and even if she doesn't know sort of like the trials that I've been going through, like I go in there and her energy, just how much she believes in it, like is enough of an inspiration for me to keep going. Because believe me, there have been those nights where I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. These two apps and then I'm done. This one app (laughs) and then I'm done. This website and then I'm done. And it's like, and it just keeps going. So, um, and it's things, it's a, there's a support system there um, so those connections have been definitely built just through people who believe in it and have connected me networking New York is about networking it is very true getting out there I mean I told you that <laughs> <laughs> and now I really believe it yes because I remember telling you but I never really like was like this is the truth so 
as we're hearing, like you work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite the. I busy, mean, work, busy. work is your passion. <laughs> Where do you go to? You know, kind of like rejuvenate and to like reset with like inspiration. Like, what do you read? Are you reading anything? What is it? Do you listen to music? Like, how do you unwind? Do you go to the museum? Well, I definitely have to say, yoga has been the thing that has saved me. Yeah. Being dramatic. <laughs> um, I was introduced to CrossFit through my friend Pita, and through CrossFit, I found this class, Yoga for CrossFitters, at the gym at Brick. And through there, I met Amanda, who was the instructor. And I remember just taking one class and crying at the end of the Shavasana. I didn't even realize how much you cry. I cry a lot. <laughs> Which, <laughs> which I personally well, maybe I for- it's a Gemini. <laughs> I sometimes force myself to cry. I sometimes I'm like I have to cry. Like I have to get it out. Like I try to do as much as like I try to liberate like some of these feelings as much. Whether it's me writing it on my phone, which nobody should ever look in my phone if they don't <laughs> want to hear anything nasty about them, because sometimes I just have to in that moment. Yeah, whether it's it on out. a pencil or paper or other things that help me is like just drawing like yeah. not for illustration purposes just me drawing something that's in my head and it's just like a doodle but it's like my sort of meditation yeah kinda. that makes sense so yeah so those two things combined have been very helpful while i'm working on this but the thing that really like gives me strength is not being here it's like going back home yeah being in my room yeah knowing that my mom and my dad are a room away and my brothers are there and my friends are around it always recharges me it literally like i come back and i'm like let's do it like i'm here for a reason i didn't give all that up just to like you know throw it all away i'm here for a reason so that's definitely one of those things that definitely recharges me when i'm like done when I think I'm done when you think you're done <laughs> yeah. but you're clearly not done yeah. you're like nope I'm done like I, I'm launching these apps right now oh nope um you mentioned quickly a little bit about um the whole gay tech meetup so I was curious like what is your involvement in the LGBT community and is there any like certain event or person or some sort of networking system that has helped you like in your whole path to this project well this little bubble that we have here has definitely (laughs) helped me sean is here with us too (laughs) because it's definitely cool to be around you guys and be able to release um some of the things that i can't necessarily say Mm-hmm. Um, to certain people because it's a like a layer of like a friendly sort of like environment where it's like you're not business people like wanting to know what my business plan is and why this person is still a part of the team when you don't think that you know they're going to be able to pull it through so it's nice to be able to, to do that um, but in regards to like in the community I think I'm very supportive of just like being out there and like doing your thing and blah 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 but I had never found a network until the gay tech meetup, and yeah. I'm definitely trying to be more involved with it. So when he, uh, when he, Andy, um, invites me to these events, I'm definitely there. Um, it's a little hard for me. I mean, I'm very around you guys. I'm very extroverted. I'm very like talkative. But once I get into like these sort of um, environments where there's a lot of new people, I kind of tend to shut down. Mm-hmm. So it's been really hard to like 
push to meet people there. So I. That's why we need to go together. <laughs> exactly. I invited you guys. I did the same way though too. I invited you guys. <laughs> I know. Well, with the next. We'll, we'll do the next one, but yeah. for sure. But that's how I met um, Sean. Yeah. So not wait, not you, Sean. The other Sean. So uh, many people uh, uh, again. But this, but this Sean is uh, the CEO of One Plus Love, which is a social networking app for LGBT community. Um, but the reason why I spoke to him is because he also went to the gym to break. Oh, so all yeah, so like I was like, hey, I was like, I know you, so I'm gonna talk to you. And I mean, he was really sweet and really awesome, and I meeting with him in a couple of um, days um, so I'm looking forward to like I don't know seeing what else is possible but I did see a lot of the New York Tech meetup projects and I'm not trying to be elitist or anything like that it's just like I wasn't necessarily moved by moved them, by them. Yeah. I think that they're beyond the technology aspect I mean technology is an aspect of what we're doing but it shouldn't be the only thing like yeah. I feel like technology for me is just like that's sort of like, I don't know, the blood in what I'm doing? No. Maybe like the, the bur- nervous the- system of what I'm <laughs> doing, but not necessarily like the whole. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the projects that are there, and I get it, New York Tech Meetup, or Gay Tech Meetup, um, but I feel like there needs to be more inspiration of why they're building this, besides saying, oh, I'm a gamer, and I just was tired of yeah people talking, whatever. Like, there yeah. needs to be a bigger picture purpose not that what these pieces aren't worth anything it's just like i want to be inspired at a grander level like yeah that makes sense yeah absolutely so i definitely if i am asked to participate i definitely would love to participate which he asked me to but at that moment i was going through some things um (laughs) i will definitely will participate in the next round and um i will try to get more people to come so i definitely want to be more involved we'll be there yay (laughs) So I guess to close, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) On the side. Well, I definitely want Javi to happen. I don't think Javi is the end of of the things that I'm going to create. I think Javi is just like the starting point. I just need to get over this hurdle. Like, I remember making a magazine for um, the digital magazine class called Serial which was about serial entrepreneurs. And it interests me because it's like, that's how I work as a designer. I shift from one project to the next and that's what keeps me not bored. That's what keeps me sort of like excited and how one project can feed into the next project and they might be completely irrelevant to each other, but there's some sort of like thread that ties it all together. together. Besides yourself, who is working on the project. Yeah. There's something that ties some of these projects together. And it's, it would be interesting for me to see what else I am capable of building. I don't see myself at a agency or design. Like, I don't see myself anything doing with being a design, branding, agency, studio anymore. Like, and I don't see myself just working for one product either. Like, I see myself reaching out to multiple verticals or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it'll be, but... Time will tell. Yeah. And I definitely <laughs> want to travel because I haven't been able to travel. And now that my <laughs> paycheck is uh, balancing, um, <laughs> it gives me sort of like 
flexibility. More flexibility. And I definitely want to, like, go to Europe. And I've always wanted to go to South Africa. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. And just, like, enjoy a little bit more yeah, and I'm sure you'll come life. back inspired and, like, determined and yeah. ready to go. I mean, one of the things that inspired me to do this app was reading about, like, some guy who created this app for people in poverty in Africa to be able to pay bills. Just a wow. simple huh. app on um, uh, flip phones. It wasn't even a... Oh, like a, Not even this. Like, it was a flip phone and being able to pay your whatever it is through your phone. I mean, and it's like... And we can't, like, that just astonishes me that we can't figure out simple solutions for problems within our own country. Yeah. Like, that's sort of the thing that inspires me. So when people ask me, like, do you think people are actually going to download it? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do believe people are going to download it. Or is it going to be a lot of people? I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> but I know somebody will download it. Yeah. We'll download it for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. It's thank been you, great. guys chatting with you um is there anywhere if people want to reach out to you that they can find you like website social yeah. media that you want well to- you can reach me at uh, my email hola at fjh.nyc you could also find me on facebook francisco uh twitter is a little bit harder because my name is Wunderlad. Uh, where did, he, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, about that? Well, actually, it's so funny because it's because of SVA. Really? So we were making fun of Stefan. Oh, <laughs> I hit the editor's so, so we were oh, making fun of... Oh, because how he pronounced it. Right. Yeah. So actually, it's uh, <laughs> like the title Wonder Kid. You know, it's like uh, these genius children, blah, blah, blah. And then I was thinking about like uh, Wonder Lad which is, I think, was the, the previous version of Robin or something, like from Batman. My brain goes yeah. to really yeah. crazy places. <laughs> so that it turned into Wunderlad. And we actually say it like that, Wunderlad. It's, so it's V-O-O-D-R-L-A-D. And we'll also um, link everything as yeah, well. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, FJH.NYC. Perfect. So thank you so much for another wonderful episode of Naked and Inside Out. Of course, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or inquiries, please email us at hello at nakedandinsideout.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Until next time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.